Hey, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy DM Prep. This is a show shot 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Times on Twitch, in which I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday D&D game. In this case, I am running a Eberron homebrew game called Eberron The Last Morning. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. If you want to support the, the show and all of the other work that I do, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash slyflourish and becoming a patron. Patrons get access to a whole bunch of exclusive things, including Discord and tips and tricks and adventure generators and a free adventure. So there's good reason to sign up, but the best reason to sign up is to help keep shows like this going. So last game, if, we re if you recall from my last session... Uh, I made a terrible mistake, and my terrible mistake was I ended the session without knowing where the characters were going to go next. Uh, I didn't know. I had these big places. They're in the city of Making, which is in the center of the Mornland. They are trying to get to a place called Claw Rift to prevent the Droam and the, the leader of the Droam, the Daughters of Sorakel, from building the next Weapon of Mourning. That's the current story. Uh, they are 11th level. And uh, I ended it with them having crawled through a derelict airship and then made their way into the city walls of making. And I knew that in making, I have lots of big places they can go. Uh, I can show this in a point crawl, in a point crawl map. So in making, uh, I have lots of places. We will go down to the point crawl map here. We'll open this. Um, so... Uh, have all these different places that they could go, right? And they came in from the Skydancer wreck. So I had the Fortress of Blades was a place they could go to. They could visit Claw Rift. There's the Daughter's Earth Moat. They couldn't, they can't go there directly. And then there's Silver Flame. So there's major locations that they could go to in making, each of which are their own like mini dungeon kind of places or even full dungeon kind of places. So I knew that there was essentially a handful of ways to get to Claw Rift. The Fortress of Blades had a way in. The Daughter's Earth Moat has a way in. Uh, and the silver flame, the spire of the silver flame had a way in uh, through the shadow laboratory and any one of those. So, but I didn't know which way they were going to go. And I know I'm going to offer these locations, but I don't know where they're going to go. Uh, I didn't have anything prepped for the Fortress of Blades yet. I didn't have anything prepped for the Daughter's Earth Moat yet. Uh, I had already run the silver flame spire in the shadow laboratory because my Wednesday group went through that. So if they chose that, I would be lucky. They didn't choose that. In fact, they chose to skip the Fortress of Blades and said, we're going to go to the Daughter's Earth Moat. And that was cool. And now the good news is my games are short. So they're only a two and a half hour, three hour game, which means that from them, for them to get from the Wreck of the Sky Dancer into the Daughter's Earth mode took the whole session. They had encounters along the way. They went around this road of dead machines and the, and the dead troll, you know, the wars between the trolls and the, and the, um, the, um, uh, what do they call it? The Lord of Blades guys. They got in a big fight. And so the remnants of that, there, there was a lot of things for them to deal with and interact with during the game. It wasn't padding. Like I think I let them spend time talking about it. So, the, and then there was the big question, how are they going to get in the earth mode? The earth mode's a hundred feet up. It's flying in the sky. How do we get up there? It has no windows that we can see. There's sirens flying around the outside of it. How are we going to get up there? And they came up with a, they used their fifth level spell that opened up a gateway and they used an arcane eye to sneak up a sewer pipe in it into the bathroom uh, of the second level and where they saw a troll doing his business and reading the paper. And they opened a gateway into the bathroom. So the troll's just relaxing in the morning, doing his morning constitutional. And a portal opens up and six adventurers come pouring out. And he's like, and he reaches for his axe. And they had a big fight against a pantless troll, uh, which was, you know, that's Dungeons and Dragons. That, that kind of thing happens in Dungeons and Dragons pretty regularly. So, um, so and, and then we ended the session with them all piled into this 10-foot bathroom because it's troll-sized bathroom. They're all piled in this 10-foot bathroom, and they hear things on the other side, and they're there. And that was where we ended, which meant, ah, excellent. Now I've got time to prep where things are going to go. And that's what we're going to do here today. So uh, let's go back to our notes. And as uh, as always, I am using Notion to manage my campaign here. I have now managed pretty much the entire Eberron campaign in Notion. I think I started with uh, Sublime and, and text edits stuff, but then I've, I've moved everything into Notion. And boy, I love Notion for doing planning. So we're going to generate a new session planning template, a new session planning sheet. We put the dates. It is 10 January... 
2021. And this is Sunday, Eberron. Okay. Uh, we review the characters. Who are the characters in today's game? We have Saber. Saber is a uh, shifter, bounty hunter, monk of the four winds. Uh, I don't know that there's any... Ma oh, uh, Saber. one interesting thing happened with Saber, which is... Uh, and, and I want to talk about this because this was really cool. Uh, Scar. We have a new... Uh, oops. We have a new NPC named Scar. Uh, new sub... New sub page, new page in. Uh, I'm going to put in the Eberron database. Eberron campaign database. And we go into Scar and we make him an NPC and a villain. And um, so Scar uh, is a rival of um, uh, Saber. And what did Saber, so Scar, fellow shifter who tried to take down the order. He's like an evil monk. Yeah, so this is cool. So as a, um, I can't spell. Uh, evil monk who tried to take down the, how do you spell monastery? So uh, uh, kind of a fun, we should, we should look for cool shifter pictures. And we put Scar. So now we've got Scar. Uh, M-O-N-A-S-T-E-R-Y. Oh, M-O-N-A-S-T-E-R-Y. I don't know why spell checking doesn't work in Notion particularly well. There's something about it. Underline stuff, but then when you right click it, it doesn't work that well. So now we've got Scar. Um, and Scar, so I think a secret include today. This is why we review the characters is because sometimes you hit a character and you're like, oh, that'd be cool. And so one of the secrets includes is that Scar uh, is with the daughters uh, here in making. Um, so that, uh, so th that's why we do it. We do it because there's a secret, there's a secret and we, we, we can sometimes generate secrets and clues by looking at the characters. And we just did, uh, we have Zarentir, uh, Delander, uh, who is a, um, uh, member of house Delander, House Lirandar and Lirandar, House Lirandar, probably people are driven crazy every time I talk about that. Uh, house Lirandar is a um, noble house that de deals with airships and stuff like that. And I don't, yeah, I don't think that there's any major, um, so it could be like what, so this could be fun. What powers the earth moat, right? Like the earth moat could be powered off of something. This could be a secret. And it could be something that uh, that that Zarentir could figure out, uh, which is probably deep within. Oh, I know. Uh, within the courtyard of um, uh, of the the Earth Moat. Uh, within the courtyard of the Daughters Earth Moat is an old dead tree tied to. And we need, um, uh, I need a plane. A, a, so, so one thing about Eberron is all the planes are different. I need their version of the, of, a, of the Shadowfell. Uh, let's go to source books. Let's go to Eberron and planes. Da, 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 da. Where's the planes of, planes of existence is in here somewhere. of existence mabar uh says snark knight and you're probably right so let's take a look at mabar uh the mabar the endless knight uh shadow units to consume life so this is is this mostly undead is there a is there like an unseely fey kind of place uh the twilight forest great beast lycanthropies this is pretty good. Intoxicating to Druid. That might be. Rezia's Ice. Uh, Shavoth is a battleground. Azure Sky. Fairy. Thalan uh, Thalanus. Does it have an unseely side? Um, Fae in a Roman narrative metaphor. Many government. Time and space are both malleable in the Fae court. Thalanus. 
so what do we think if the, the daughters maybe uh, you know i should look at my exploring eberron book on the daughters and see if they if they have a connection to an outer plane at all uh but i don't, I don't i'm not gonna do that right now so does does um and we have zoriat so uh what do we think so sorry so there's an ancient dead tree in the center of the ziggurat the dead tree is connected it's drawing energy from it's essentially another mobile manifest zone drawing energy from this other world and using that world to kind of keep itself up the the, the portal is sort of swirling with energy that's keeping it aloft um which one which world do we think it's best mabar endless night lemonia the twilight forest um uh, Kithri is turning chaos. Probably not Kithri. Irene, Eternal Dawn. That's hope and happiness. Nope. Fire. Realm. Uh, so Dolora is the realm of the dead. So yeah, I think you're right. Um, uh, so we think, do we think Mabar? I kind of like Mabar, the Endless Night, because it's also, it's got dead stuff. These are hags. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And Mabar looks an awful lot like like Ravenloft, you know. So, uh, uh, deep within, deep within the Earth moat is a is a Kyber crystal. So deep within the Earth moat is a Kyber crystal drawing energy from the endless night, disrupting it could send the Earth moat to the ground, uh, crashing to the ground. So now the characters have a way. Uh, Mabar is evil Babar. I like that. I want now. I need an evil Babar in my. Imagine that. What's what's the uh, <laughs> what's the uh, elephant race in? Uh, is it in Ravnica? We need a villain made out of that guy called Mabar. He's the evil Babar. Loxodon. We need an evil Loxodon. A Loxodon lich called Mabar. <laughs> oh, that's fun. So um, now I, I got to put that in a game. Uh, Shift is our the first Warforged. Uh, uh, Juliet has not been at a game in the last few weeks, so I don't know if she'll be at our game tonight, today or not. I hope she'll be back. Um, crazy times. Uh, Shift is the first Warforged. She is uh, her patron is um, uh, her patron is uh, what is it called? Uh, the Lich Queen, um, Lady Elmaro of the Emerald Claw. Uh, we have Shane Husk. Uh, Shane is a, um, hobgoblin notable author who, uh, realized, so yeah, we, I have a kind of a fun thing I want to talk about that happened last week. Um, kind of realized he wants to be back in Sharn. He's, he's not sure field work is for him. Uh, Banner is a, uh, follower of the Becoming God. And uh, a paladin, a Warforged paladin follower of the Becoming God. And, uh, you know, so far has steered away from the Lord of Blades guys. He's not real interested in confronting the Lord of Blades guys. Uh, and then we have Chi Sizu, uh, who is a um, latent member, a latent dragon-marked member of um, House Civis. And um, helped the characters reach making uh, and, and helped rebuild Karshak into a new entity. Karshak, the sentient Warforged train, has now become uh, something else. I forget. I forget the name of the new the new entity. So uh, those are the characters in today's game. Let's go back, uh, and we have reviewed the characters. So what is the strong start? My mic back. Sometimes my mic craps out when I touch it. Valis, Val uh, was it Valis? I think you're right. Um, so the strong start is uh, a knock at the door. Uh, another troll wants to use the facilities. Uh, that I think is just as good a, um, uh, just as good a strong start as any. So scenes, so I'm not going to worry too much about the scenes, but I do want to worry more about their goal. Um, what's what's their hook for being here? Uh, find a path into uh, Claw Rift. 
you know, when they, as invariably, because players don't think about their game as much as we think about the game, they might not remember that, um, why, why they're here. Like, why are we here again? What's our goal? Uh, and their goal is to find a path in, into Claw Rift, you know, find a way to get into Claw Rift. Um, you might cut out just as I switch. Yeah, my mic, I think it's like when I touch, I have like a Velcro thing on here. I don't know what's going on with the mic, but sometimes when I touch the mic, it craps out and it might be something loose in the mic. I'm not sure what's going on. Mike is old, 10 year old mic. Time for a new mic. Um, so uh, that's really the goal, right? And I guess I don't have to worry about too much else as long as I know that that goal is set. I don't really have to come up with a bunch of other scenes, but basically they're gonna crawl through, you know, crawl through the earth mode of, the, of Sorakel and uh, find the path into Claw Rift. And maybe they do it all today. I'm not sure. Uh, today, next week, some, somehow, they're probably going to make their way into Claw Rift. Um, one of the secrets is there, uh, Sora, Sora Terraza. Uh, I, by the way, I made, uh, we should go take a look at him. So if we go to the Daughters of Sora Cal, uh, I can now link these. Uh, Sora Ketra, Sora Mania. I think I, was, I think these are all spelled wrong. I should go check the spelling. And Sora Terraza. Uh, so, but let me go in here because I think I spelled them wrong. So let's uh, let's look at daughters. Daughters of Sora Cal. Uh, Sora Cal, Sora Mania. This way I can get all my names right. M-A-E-N-Y-A, yeah. Uh, Terraza. I think I might already have that one spelled right. Look at that, I got that one right. And Sora Katra, K-A-T-R-A. So for funsies, who would like to figure out what art I chose for the three daughters? We'll go to the NPC villains. I think, are they marked as villains? They're not marked as villains. We gotta mark them as villains. Cause boy, if they're ever villains. Daughters of Sora Call, Sora Ketra. She is a villain. Right, there's Sora Ketra. Sora Mena with her big maul. She's a villain. And Murdoch gets the answer. The comic book Monstrous, which is an awesome comic book. I totally don't understand the storyline, but it is an awesome comic book and has awesome, awesome art. And yes, it is from Monstrous. Sora Terraza. I just think they look awesome. Doesn't that look awesome? Villain. So I needed, you know, as I'm doing this, I, I needed character. Uh, I needed specific ones for each of them because they are separate. So Sora Terraza is here in the earth mode. The 4E art from them was very good. Really? What did they look? Yeah, uh, if you find me a link, I'd like to see what, what, the, what the picture was like. The picture that was in um, Exploring Eberron wasn't bad, but it was pretty generic. I think it's the one, I think I'm using the art in here, the, the this art, which is not bad, but I thought it was like, let's be cooler and let's use that art from Monstrous because they just, they just look awesome. Um, there is a portal in the earth mode that leads to... Um, uh, Sky Rift, uh, uh, Claw Rift. Only Sora Terraza has the key. The key is a wand of wonder. The daughters of Sora Call. Yeah, that's not bad either. Definitely fourth edition style. Like, oh, we can't put a top on anybody. 
Um, but I think I dig my, like, look at that. Yeah. I don't know. It's cool. I dig it. I dig her big hat. Uh, so that's five secrets. What other secrets do we have? Um, oh, well, the big one, which may get revealed today, the daughters are not here in making. They have sent simulacrums. The daughters would never risk themselves. course not um so they what they might learn that if they beat her and she turns into snow and they'll be like what she turned into snow that's because she is a simulacrum uh the daughters are after uh the daughters want to build the weapon of making so we can say why uh uh the daughters want the weapon of making should be capitalized so they can become a recognized nation ratified in the Treaty of Thronehold. That's their goal. That's what they want. Uh, they want to be a ratified nation. They want to be you know, protected and isolated and nobody will ever fight our borders and nobody will ever try to depose us as long as we have the weapon of making and do something as horrible as what happened in the Mornland. Um, what else? Um, the daughters had their own giant Eberron or giant dragon shard. So I think we're going to take this, um, ah, yeah, which they used, are using to channel the energy of Claw Rift into the weapon. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have two more secrets. Uh, what other, are there other secrets that um, uh, the daughters, how about the daughters believe that Sorakel is still alive? Daughters believe that their mother, Sorakel, still lives. That's a that's a good one. Um, what else? Uh, any other any other big interesting secrets that we've got? Um, uh, let's see. So I don't want to give up too many of Claw Rift secrets here because they're going to actually get to Claw Rift. Uh, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll hold that. We'll hold the secret back. So now our fantastic location, obviously earth mode. Daughter's earth mode is the big one. The other one is claw rift. So we're really coming to the end. I'm ready to be done, right? So they're going to get through the earth mode. The earth mode's going to get them to claw rift. They go into claw rift. They, they, they kind of, you know, hit the final situation. Um, political position drama is being threatened. I don't, I don't, yeah, it's not a bad idea. But I think I've got enough complication for all these different groups that are trying to get the weapon. So I don't need, I don't think I need to have anything there. I think that they I kind of like the fact that they are so powerful and so um, so strong in that area. Uh, NPCs, we have the daughters. NPCs, we have the daughters. Uh, I think I already linked them up above. I guess I can link to them here. So our, uh, well, Sir Sir Terraza's certainly uh, one to link here. Is there any other? NPC, like, it's always kind of fun to have other NPCs here. Uh, who, are there any groups that the characters might run into that they wouldn't immediately go to war with? Uh, um, You know, sort of non-combatants, if you will, that are here. Uh, so that some go you know, a goblin artificer might be kind of fun. 
Uh, so I like, let's see, um, I need a name. We go to links, we go to NPCs, uh, uh, Rolf, um, how about Ruby? So Ruby the Goblin Artificer. Um, the novel Queen of Stone is a great look at the drawn. That's cool. Should have read it. Um, so I think there might be a, a Goblin Artificer who's wandering around here. Uh, there could be the Caretaker. Uh, the caretaker is kind of the one who manages the tree. He's not a combatant either. His job is just the tree whisperer, right? Um, what would be an interesting... He could be a Loxodon. A Loxodon druid? He could be evil Babar. Um... Uh, Loxodon Dark Druid. I'll make a card for him. Um, is there a, <coughs> do we have a good picture of a Loxodon? Looking for Loxodon picks. Perhaps this one. Uh, that's not bad. Yeah, we'll take that one. Copy image. Thank you. Let's stick that in here. So, the caretaker. Go page in. Everon database. <laughs> Link to it. Put the image. NPC uh, and taker for the ancient uh, in the center of the. Um, there goes my happy childhood memory. Uh, and the dead tree in the center of the. Uh, Earth mode, the daughter's Earth mode. Cool. Uh, evil Babar. Dark Babar. Cool. So I don't need any of this anymore. Has I got a card form? Okay, so that's good for NPCs. Monsters, we have Cyclopes. We have Medusa. We have Ogres. We have Trolls. We have Ettens. I think Ettens would be fun. We have Harpies. And we have, I already have Medusa. Um, uh, any other kinds? They're all big things who's their like working group uh goblins i guess all right uh so that's good for monsters i can look them all up as i need to uh deadly encounter benchmark they are level 11 there are five to six of them so half of 55 is 28 math is hard 27 all right, 54 would be 27. So 27 to, uh, and if they had six, it is 33, right? So somewhere between 27 to 33 uh, is, their, um, is their benchmark. So who is Sora Terraza? What stat block do I want to use for Sora Terraza? So she is a, um, we can look at the NPCs. She's a, she's a hag. But I'm not really using, so we'll, 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 yeah, so we'll look at hag. Uh, probably a night hag. Uh, so she's part night hag, but she's, she's also like a really powerful one. So I don't think um, that her stats are just going to be night hag. Uh, so we're going to mix some stat blocks here. Um, she is also her spell casting. Uh, there's a lot of good spell casters in Volo's guide. So if you ever are looking for um, like different kinds of spell casters, 
uh, for NPCs, uh, Volo's guide is great. And we go back here and we go to non-playing characters. Um, is she an abjurer? No. So she she's a seer, right? So what's the what's the seer type? Not conjurer, diviner. She's definitely a diviner. Um, night hag diviner. Whoops. Night hag diviner. Uh, let's look up dusk, dusk hag. Uh, that's pretty good. I'd give her way more hit points, obviously. Uh, but yeah, dusk hag is probably better than um, night hag. Uh, cool. Does she have magic items? What magic items would, would, if you were a dusk hag diviner, uh, what, what kind of magic items would you want? What are, oh, so she has one of the, she carries, um, um, one of the emissaries. Uh, which one does she carry? Uh, she carries Vroon. Why is it not finding it? Ah, oh, come on. Vorn, V-O-O, -O, damn it. Not Rune, Vorn. Carries. Vorn. One of the emissaries of the Dreaming Dark. So that that's pretty powerful. Uh, robe of eyes. Did we did we do robe of eyes before? I don't think we ever. I don't think I dropped the robe of eyes in. So um, the fact that she wears a robe of eyes is probably pretty great. Um, can she do things with her crystal ball that are really nasty? Yeah, she's canonically blind, right, which is why wearing a robe of eyes works really well. Um, she's totally got the Ray of the Coos vibe. Yep, I think so. I think she's probably tougher than Ray of the Coos. Ray of the Coos is really bad, but I think she's I think she's more dangerous. Um, the copy has oh um, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, why would why would the I think there's probably something that if she dies, Vroon gets teleported back. So she can't lose. Even Vroon is a is a I I I think Vroon will be called back, you know, that it's it's enchanted. It's some there can only be one Vroon, but Vroon can be geezed or whatever, not geezed, but you know, contingencyed that if the if she dies, it um, it disappears and returns back to the actual, uh, the actual uh, Sora Terraza. I think we'll definitely do that. Um, it's probably enough toys for her. Let's go back and take a look. Whoops! Oh, I clicked the wrong button. No, I don't want to. I don't want to generate another session planning template. No, stop. It takes forever too. Uh, 
what just happened? I just got a warning and I clicked past it. Well, we'll see. So we have Robovise. Uh, any other, what, what would be some other good treasure? Does she have a pet? So you remember, is it, would, a, would, a, would, a, would a giant snake be too much for, like what would, what would Sora Terraza, what kind of fun pet would she have? Her, her secret pet. Um, what would be good there? Do you think? Um, a giant constrictor snake would be, it's, that's a little cliche, right? That's a little Voldemort. Um, a big spider. I don't know. Let me poke through the monster manual and see what, see what comes to mind. Source book, monster manual. Uh, da, da, da. A basilisk. Oh, a basilisk, right? Because she can't see it. How about a pet basilisk? Right? And she doesn't have to worry because she's blind. So she probably has a, a you know, a few pet basilisks and they're tough. Um, Uh, basilisks require that both can see each other. Petrifying gaze. Creature starts to turn with the third feet, and the two of them can see each other. And she can't see it. Now she's got the robe of eyes, but yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I think it's, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that basilisks, um, that the petrifying gaze it starts to turn within 30 feet of the basilisk. Two of them can see each other. Basilisk can force the creature to make a save. I failed to save that. Uh, so she's immune. I know. I don't care what it says. Sora Terraza is immune. And we're going to make these big, beefy, dire basilisks. Um, so here's a, you want a, uh, a Sly Flourish one to grow on? Here's a, here's a Sly Flourish tip. If you want to make a dire version of a creature, a dire version is essentially like a big, big alpha version of it. Double the hit points and give it an extra action. You know, double, double its hit points, double its attacks. And now you've got a dire version. So if I take a Basilisk, I can do it in my head. I don't have to do anything else. Uh, it has 100 and, 104 hit points instead of uh, 52 and bites twice instead of once. And now and now it's pretty nasty. And uh, increase, the DC can be increased too. You can increase the DC by a couple points. Um, that's my dire Basilisk. Uh, what are they called? Um, what does she call her Basilisks? Um, uh, what's a good name for basilisk or a good name for like a group of basilisks? Um, the, the, the judicators. Hmm. The council. She calls them the council. The observers. Yeah, the observers are pretty good. And they'll be chisel and hush. Those are both pretty good. Cool. All right. So um, we got, wow, not a lot of time left. And I need to fill some stuff out. So we, we were talking earlier before the show about how do you actually fill out a location when you've got it? Oh, and here I can get rid of my Wednesday group. So I'll go doop, think, think. Um, and uh, so we, I need to fill out the ziggurat. So the daughter's earth mode. And one of the things I was talking about is I don't, I would, I would typically prefer to annotate the maps, but I don't have time. I don't have the tools on hand right here to, to annotate the maps easily. So instead, what I do is I just go counterclockwise. I make a list and I make it in Notion and I do it counterclockwise from the map and just sort of, because I 
am the one doing it for myself, I know what label goes to what room. I don't need a key. I'm not handing it to someone else. It, the usability would be terrible for anyone else, but it works for me. So essentially here, um, I'm gonna start with this room on the, on the, at, the th at the three o'clock position and say, what is, what is this room? So this is floor, so I already did floor one. So we'll do a quick review of floor one and because they're probably not gonna get to floor one. Floor run is mostly the soldiers of, uh, so the soldiers of the Droam. Uh, in the ziggurat. So the ziggurat is a great big stepped pyramid. It's about five levels high. Um, it's got a, the lower base is the biggest level and then it gets smaller as it goes up and there's stairwells and things that lead up. So we had the front entryway, which they chose not to go to. We have guard quarters uh, in the upper right. Uh, there's a uh, there's statues in the hallways. There's a couple of armories. Uh, there's then the main hall to the lower galleries uh, the lower galleries is where the dead tree is. And the, there's four heroes, like statues of four Droam heroes. Uh, then there's a, and there's a private alcove that's impervious to scrying where you can have con secret conversations. Uh, there's also a statue of Sorakel herself. Uh, there's the shrines of the Dark Six are back here. So various members of the Droam worship the Dark Six. Uh, there's the statues. There's an escape hall. I'm probably going to make this a secret hall that can just kind of, people can run through if they need to. Uh, and then we have the barracks for the troops, right? The barracks for the for the for the various members. So that's floor one. Uh, floor two, and then I got three, four, and five. I don't know how I'm gonna fill all this out. So uh, floor two has uh, in the far right here. Uh, we will probably start with this lower area. This is probably the prison, right? The cells. Um. So prison of the earth mode. Um, which might mean that like, who, who are the prisoners that are there? I don't know. Maybe I'll think about that, but I only have 10 minutes left. So not a lot of time to think about it. Um, so we have this main chamber here, uh, this large chamber and what would, what would that be? So that's connected to, um, uh, that's connected to. Uh, the the prison so that would probably be what what's like the area of the the prison the gap the the galley the gal uh, the the jailer that'd be the jailer uh, and then the jailer's quarters don't know who that is maybe an Etten and that wouldn't make a good one um, then up here we have sort of the baths and the bathrooms and that's where uh, our characters uh, infiltrated the place. Um, over here, these are probably, we're going to call them the pleasure dens. And not creepy pleasure. It's like where music is played and art is kept. It's where the Medusa, um, it's the Medusa quarters. They get nice quarters with nice things. They probably, you know, smoke a little, interesting stuff and they listen to music and they have uh, artwork and stuff like that. Nothing creepy. Um, I don't know about the secret passage. Maybe there's a secret exit uh, out of this way. There's like a secret, secret tunnels that they could, they could exit the facility here. That, that'd probably be pretty good. Um, and then it's, and then if you go into the central of the, uh, the upper gallery, right. Which shows you what's down below uh, at the tree level. So that one's done. So um, we had a list here. So I can get rid of this. Um, I don't know. I might have to review that list real quick. Uh, so this level, we will start with the um, smallest level. Uh, I might, you know, I might trim that out. Like, I, do I need another big level? Probably not. Uh, well, I don't know. This is where... Um, this is where the, the laboratories are, right? So there's laboratories here. Um, there is, we don't need a teleporter to draw um, summoning chambers. Um, yeah, dark laboratories. Uh, we don't need the giant or troll barracks artificer are the artificer labs, uh, chamber of the crystal, which is now empty. 
Um, time packs. Uh, uh, a library. The Black Library. Um, maybe a portal to Sharn? I give him a way out. Ah, I'm not going to bother with that. So that's that level. Um, let's see. I'll call this third level. And then we have fourth level. Heading to uh, fourth level, we have the scrying chambers. Um, and the dens, the dens of the daughters. And then fifth level. Um, fifth level is the portal to Claw Rift. Yeah. So that's fine. Um, uh, and I think I've got enough. So encounters, we have Medusa mages, Cyclopes, uh, trolls, uh, we could do... Um, oh, I like the idea of a Rakshasa Lord of Dust ambassador. Um, but we also have sirens. Um, let's go to my game notes here because that's another good, another good NPC is, um, Baleful, bale, baleful. That's a terrible name. Um, Barnabas, the Rakshasa ambassador to the Lords of Dust. That's kind of cool. Oh, and then, uh, so we have a druid, uh, orc druid prisoner. Uh, what is his name or their name? Let's run a random, random NPC, uh, Galatea. That's kind of cool. Orc druid prisoner. One arm getting along with that uh going along with the monstrous theme um so that's pretty good uh i've got room for one more secret so i just added and now that i've gone through the earth mode and i've i've added like locations for all this stuff um you'll note and this is a slight change so you'll note that in return of the lazy dungeon master i often recommend a place plus three interesting features of that place. Recently, I've started going to uh, more places with an evocative name. So you can see that like, I've got a lot of locations here, right? That I just hammered out one right after the other. And I don't really describe them much more thoroughly. And um, I, it's not a big change. And I think what's in return still works, but I know that my own behavior has shifted slightly where I'm more interested in, in writing down one just a couple words, a couple of evocative words that are enough for me to be able to describe what else is in a chamber. And I can generally improvise the rest. It means that it's a lot faster for me to make a lot of locations uh, so that when they're doing a, a deeper dungeon exploration, uh, it's pretty well set. So I think, um, let's see. Add, add labels to this, so. So now I've got, you know, I didn't really need to do that, but I did anyway. Um, but I was talking about secrets. Uh, is there one more secret I've got? Anything else that the druids or the, oh, uh, that's, that's a secret. Uh, the 
daughters have been treating with the lords of dust. Uh, so who are the lords of dust? Let's take a look. Um, I don't know anything about them. Lords of Dust, evil entities spawned at the dawn of time still haunt Eberron. The cities raised by those ancient overlords are now only ashes, but but the Lords of Dust still dream of restoring their primordial, primordial dominion. Fierce, these fiends bide their time in inconceivably long games, sparring with the dragons of Arganesson as they manipulate events in order to fulfill the words of the Draconic Prophecy in a way. Uh, they serve great masters known as the Overlords. So there's lots of good secrets here. So I'm going to grab this um uh this this whole line of secrets here so now if i click lords of dust i will get a whole description of lords of dust that i can then vomit forth a, upon my players so they can learn all about the lords of dust um and i think there's other so so that means that we have uh in the monsters type we have rakshasa uh but i also think that there are Aren't there Eberron Rakshasa? If we go to the source book, uh, Rising of the Last War, Rakshasa. Uh, we've got these guys. I guess it's just the one, right? The Zakia, our bloodthirsty foot soldiers. So there's probably a handful of these guys. Um, uh, what were they called? Z-A-K-Y-A. -A. Uh, so I've got regular Rakshasa. And I've got the Zakia Rakshasa. Cool. So we have hit an hour. I've got lots of monsters. I've got lots of interesting locations. I've got my pile of 10 secrets and clues. Uh, I've got a, a goal, which is for them to get to Claw Rift. Uh, I have a good, strong start. They're inside of a bathroom. There's a knock at the door. The other troll's like, hey, this is the best one. All the other ones are drafty, and I want to come in there, and they have to figure out how to deal with that. And then they make their way through uh, the earth moat of the Daughters of Sorakal. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun adventure. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to running it. So I think we're all good. So I want to thank everybody today for coming along and uh, on my journey to uh, prep my game. And I will be back on next Sunday. Uh, by then, we will know what the new book is. And uh, I'll be on next Sunday, and we'll see how it went. And we'll uh, look at what we're going to prep by then. So hopefully, in that time, you can get out there and play a little D&D. &D. Have a great day.